Nurse, what's wrong? Getting bone. If you if you went in though, just think about it this way. If you went that's in, a, that sounds like the start of a porno. If you went. In, <laughs> right, I want to before before I finish this sentence. I want the title of that film, Craig. Um, if you walked into a hospital and said, "I've hurt my ankle," and I go, "Where?" and you went the bony bit, they know what you're on about, mate. So Fair I don't point. don't don't do yourself down. I think that's a decent <laughs> decent name. Am I not selling myself? Is that the problem? What did you have for tea? Let's go on to something lighter. Let's try and take your, your, your head away from the pain. What I did you have for tea? Delicious pasta bake. Oh, mm. mm, very nice. I was very pleased with that. Uh, any weird additions to your pasta bake? Like, you know, some people crunch up crisps and put it on the top of and course. things like that. Yeah, and cheese on top but, of that. But I the see, main weird addition was random mystery veg. Um, Wait a second. I know, I'm aware of mystery meats, but veg is pretty much self explanatory. Well, it right? was a pepper. But it arrived yesterday in a box of HelloFresh that we didn't order. We got oh. a full like box of HelloFresh that was not ours. Mm. Ad- admitting Mystery theft bed. here. Admitting theft. Actually, I don't no. Want you, I don't want you to be Stolen left fresh. out. I don't want you to be left out here, Craig. Uh, what did you have for tea? Have you eaten tea? Yes, I have. I had a lovely corn pasta. Oh, go on, tell me. Uh, we corn, obviously peppers, live on corn. Yeah, uh, courgette, uh, mm. chilies, uh, and some a little bit of barbecue sauce and hot sauce. What was that reaction to courgette then? Oh, nasty, yeah. bitter little whoring things like. Just dip- no, it's it, it's it is the flavour sponge. It absorbs the oh, sauce God, in a no, nice it's way. So like nasty, like imagine how disappointing you would be. Like you take someone home that night and they pull out a courgette, like well. Just, just underwhelming is in this, size is this and in, taste. Is this in the same film? Is this in the same film as Craig was talking about? <laughs> I'm still waiting to know what that film is. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. That... But bone nurse, please. <laughs> I'm sure. Bone. Yeah. Oh Christ. <laughs> Capital letters. Bone. No, it could be a, um, an acronym, couldn't it? Work on that one. Boys only. No. No eggs. <laughs> but no, we could just do no, no eggs. Yeah. It's gotta be boys only non-stop ecstasy, but boys only no I think eggs. I've got that film. I quite, I quite like that. I think I've got that film. Shall we begin? Mm. Let's do this. Off we go. Good evening and good night. Welcome to every number one ever. And every number one is straightening up their collective ties and brushing their hair in expectancy of being judged. Judged? What? Yes. Me and my colleagues are filtering through every UK number one, turfing out the ones we don't like and keeping the ones that we do. Currently, our bar is set high. The barometer shows cranking pressure and we are ready to cast... (laughs) And we are ready to cast or keep a further nine number ones. We're all given a set of three chart toppers for us to decide upon their merit. 
If we keep them, the tunes further bulge our new music pantheon. If we discard the three, the rules stipulate we must choose a number two single completely at random to put in instead, using chance and therefore peril to focus our decision-making process. Who will be joining me on the journey of hitting the hits? To my right is a pop obsessive with a specialist eye on everything 80s and related. It's my friend and yours, Mr. Craig Lowe. Well, hello there. Sorry, I didn't know there was applause coming there. I'll I'll, I'll drop it in. To my my left is an esteemed lecturer at York University who, if he hasn't written a book about your favourite music, has certainly dismissed it out of hand. Welcome, Dr. Liam Maloney. Anyway, shall we name a machine? And today's machine is called is Fiona Applemack. Nice. Fiona Applemack. Here she is with her long album titles. Beautiful. So that is our name of the week, our machine of the week, Ms. Fiona Applemack. Um, do you want to just do it? Should we just crack on? Come on, get me in there. Get me in there. Let's I'm ready to go. Do I'm ready it. to go. First up, Mr. Leonard. Hi. The door opens, and it's unique number one, number 189. It was at the number one spot for two weeks from the 25th of February, 1965. Woo! Not quite the summer of love, not quite the pop music takeover. Are we, are we Beatles era by this point, though? We are. I mean, peak Beatles is probably like Peekles. a year late. Peakles, as, as the cool Peekles. kids call it. It's, uh, that's that's a year later, really, isn't it? 66 onwards is when the Beatles are about. But God love you saying, of, isn't it? I'm like, no, I've got no fucking God. Just All you got to do, Liam, as I've said, just fucking nod, mate. Just nod. <laughs> that um, works well on radio. Um, there's still like a kind of almost... Boy band. Right, so we are unique number one, 189. It's a very chilly February 1965. Number one for two weeks. Hit. Oh, oh, sorry. Fiona Apple Mac, any more for any more? Of course there's not, because I would have told you. Right, hit play. It could literally be anyone. It's all very calypso I thought it was going to be Labamba for a second. It it does have that feel, doesn't it? And then you've got that beautiful four-part, almost simpatico folk, Mm. pop folk sound of The Seekers. Not the new Seekers who taught the world to sing. They came later. Uh, But this is The Seekers... Um, as I say, with that lovely poppy, at the time very modern, folky sound, they're extreme. Yeah, sounds, like, sounds like Ticket to Ride to me. I'll be quite honest with you. <laughs> Extremely <laughs> famous in their native Australia. This was a start of. Oh, were the uh, Aussies? Run, yeah, a run of four top five hits, including a follow-up number one. The carnival is over, so we'll encounter that at some point. 
Oh, I do have a soft spot for the kind of new folk sound of the 60s because it does link in with the Simon and Garfunkel's like a day kind of links in with Crosby. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's it's a, a different kind of future. Sunny, colder, chrome, earnest for all folk clubs, rough shag, tobacco, NHS specs. I could go on, but I won't. What do you think? I, I'm unmoved by it. It's fine. Like it's one of those where I'm not like it's not like a fifties dirgy dragger, but it's yeah. also not some like glam rock also around. It's 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 like it's just fine. It, it, this is for me is not at all having any impact on my overall decision. Craig, I like it, but could be swayed either way. <laughs> Early days. I think. I think the more we get into this, I think we will notice um, there is going to be a point in the 60s, isn't it, where the 60s go to be the 60s. And I don't (laughs) think February 1965, it's quite there, is it? I think at some point, mid-66 onwards, the acid really hits. (laughs) And then that's when we get the 60s starting. So, yeah. Again, my, my liking of this just comes off the back of the kind of really lovely hippie trippy I know it's the folk thing isn't the hippie trippy thing but it's got that real kind of earnest lovely everything's going to be ace so yeah you don't let's get see there without it though really do you, you can't get to hippie Absolutely without not. stuff like this happening that's dead right that's dead right and I think a lot of the artists who played Woodstock you know there was a lot of uh, the old folky lot that turned up with their bags of patchouli and whatever else they had. A Star Wars tie and a bag of quavers. <laughs> that was what it was all about, wasn't it? Right. So you I you know, I'm I'm quite happy with that. You two guys are unmoved. So let's let's move into choice number two, which is unique number one, number two, one eight. This was number one for two weeks on the twenty-third of the sixth. 1966. Oh, there we go. Fiona Apple, Mac, do we have any further information on this bad boy? Right, give it, give it a go. Has the name already come up? Might have done. <laughs> okay, let's see what dross it is. Paperback writer. Oh, so let's keep it then. There's the noise I was waiting for, the sigh of Liam. Right, so um, as I mentioned, we've not had a Beatles for a good few episodes. And this, for for it is they with (laughs) their paperback writer. Um, What, number number one for them? Oh, God, I don't know. I haven't got got my list off the top. Uh, It's fine. So say seven. You fit a lot in those first few years. You might be right, seven to nine. Someone, someone's, I can hear someone thinking with their typing in the background, so if you'd like to let me know. Yeah. I listed off the 18 number one Beatles singles to kind of order it for myself if, if he didn't listen to an earlier episode because Liam, not the biggest fan of the Beatles, and I did think trying to get all 18 would be a push. Um, Paperback Writer is in my top three. Number 10. Uh, number one, oh, number 10. Yeah. Jeez, please. I love this song. Really? So god damn much yeah and it's the best beatles single because the b-side is also awesome the b-side is rain um which used to get performed quite a lot at acoustic nights i used to go to wiki fist <laughs> along with the monkeys being based on the beatles the monkeys debut single last train to clarksville was based on paperback writer and that too is ace um when it comes right I'll tell you what 
when it comes down to it, when I looked at the Beatles list before, I've realised, yeah, they expanded minds. Yeah, they taught bands how to use the studio in many respects, you know. But I just liked it when they wrote big, ballsy, light-hearted pop music. Not really the boy band stuff in the early days, but this period, 66, 65, from help to late 66, early 67, they were fucking on can I Can I show my ignorance here a bit? Ignore us. So, are we in kind of rubber soul territory here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this was mm-hmm. this was a non-album single. All right. What's um is Day Tripper around this kind of period as well? Yeah, it's kind of son of Day Tripper this, isn't it really? It's got that similar kind of feel. Cuz like Day Tripper is one of those ones where I'm like, you know what? Okay, I'll let that in. Yeah. Yeah, but this is... is... You're getting dangerously close to giving a Beatles compliment there, Liam. You might want to backtrack now. (laughs) No, I was about to say, we know him, Craig, and we know that this is damned with uh, fame praise. Look, I'm not going to waste much more time on this because we've got a lot of Beatles to get through. True. This this is in my top three Beatles, so I am opening the fridge door. Mm. Liam, do you hate this to the point that you're going to headbutt everything to death? No, again, it's like this is... When it comes to Beatles as well, it's not some of the really early frankly dreadful songwriting um like the Beatles scream is in again love me do and all that stuff just just absolute garbage they were putting out out just the oral pap of the Beatles um but I'm unmoved by it it's all right for me we're all on number three are we I'm going on two (laughs) yeah so Craig can I ask you being being uh the fellow Beatles liker of this uh tripod um (laughs) Do do how how what what regard do you hold paperback right? I think it's a very very solid single. I think it's that lovely in between bit between boy band and band, mm-hmm. where they've they've got the sound of the boy band, but we've got the writing chops of the band that they're about to become. And I think uh, I think it's fantastic. And it's if it doesn't go in, it would be an absolute travesty. So no matter what number three is, I'm gone on to. So he's gone on to Liam is, you know, I, I, I was expecting a bit of a wobble. I think we're safe here at this moment in time as we see our three with unique number one, three, eight, three. Mark this one at home, guys. Fiona Apple Mac, file us with a little bit of information, please. What is that jingle? A very rare sting. That was Roy Castle and Cheryl Baker, I'm guessing, singing the end of Dedication's What You Need, which was the theme to the show Record Breakers, because, my friends, this song is indeed a record breaker. And Fiona Apple's voice in front of me is one of the three longest number one tracks in the 70s. This was at number one for nine Weeks. I feel like he's building to Christmas seventy five. Night uh, the twenty fourth Christmas number one. I'd ask you. I, I, do I have to ask you to guess, or shall we just hit play and see what what happens? Is this the real life? Oh, big bad bow. It makes its first bow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's done it in order as well, hasn't it? Because that's the first yeah. release for it in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Because well, just to underline a bit of our rulage here. So 
chart ticklers, i.e. a release that gets released, goes to number one, drops off number one and comes back on again, will be considered as one number one. Bo Rap had two separate releases, obviously, yep. one in 75, one in the back end of 1991. That one was a double A-side with Days of Our Lives. It certainly was, mate. Was so, that when Freddie died? Yes. Right, yeah, yeah, that's so it, that's, it, that's that's scary skinny Freddy in the video. Aww. And on the back of the seven inch single was the explanation of what the Terence Higgins Trust is and why all the money from that release was going to the Terence Higgins Trust. Well this one wasn't Terence Higgins, was this it? This is was... not this is the nineteen seventy five what are kind of everyday rockers Queen going to release as their yeah. first single off their third record. Well now you're queen. I don't think you would have got many people <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Night at the Opera. This is off Night at the Opera. Um, yeah. I suppose it's a difficult song to review, really, due to its cultural omnipresence. Yeah. Pretty much from from its release to the present day, it's had it's had a longer life than mine, and probably will live on after me as well. It's just your usual intro ballad segment, operatic segment, hard rock part, reflected coda with absolutely no chorus. When taking, I suppose as much as we can, the helicopter view and looking at what was around then and what Queen had put out previously, it's reception, uh, the reception you got. I mean, well, look, let's be, the song is batshit. <laughs> it absolutely, because it? it's through composed as well. So yeah. nothing ever repeats ever through the entire and, track. And you know, the thing is that is this song's bulletproof vest. That is the reason it's la- lasted as long as it has because it is that batshit. And as I've discussed at length before on the long pod and we'll probably discuss at certain points again, Queen got progressively worse when they moved away from this Castles, Hills, Ogres and Operas and when they started to write things that they thought people, normal people, of which they weren't, um, would talk and sing and listen about this. This will and should remain their defining moment. 2.62 million single wow. sales. Third biggest selling single in history. The thing I'm amazed about, and it's something I've only only twigged now. This song is under six minutes long. And By Nat's ass. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Five fifty four. Oh, is it five fifty four? Depends on what release you do, but yeah. And you compare it to some of the other stuff that's going on. That bit that like you think of as big epics around the time. Stuff like Freebird, which clocks in at a subtle nine minutes, or uh, In the Garden of Eden, whatever it is. Um, which is 13 minutes, if memory serves, mm. or something ridiculous. And Queen managed to do so much more in half the time. Yeah. I mean, in, 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 in defence of those other songs, and you won't hear me defending Freebird that often, <laughs> this was particularly put together as a single. Yes. Do you know what I mean? The only song comparable um, would be the kind of faded photocopy Many, many years later, that... Innuendo. No, (laughs) innuendo. (laughs) Difficult one with innuendo, because... Ah, bad photocopy, mate. It's it's, it's same premise, not not executed anywhere near as well. But, so I... It it almost is a smack of desperation about that, so we'll push that under the sofa. But I was thinking (laughs) more Paranoid Android by Radiohead. That was... It, that's that's thematic, similar pacing, big rock ending, no chorus. Yeah. But that's that's pure Miz. Whereas this is yes. mental joy. <laughs> and if you don't like if you don't like this bit, you'll like you'll like it a bit in thirty seconds. That's what appeals for bull rap. 
And um, we, sh- we shouldn't talk about it too much because we're going to have to talk about it again at some point. Sorry, Liam, what were you going to say? I'll just gonna say, it's also one of my favourite guitar solos ever. As someone who's not a huge rock fan, mm. the, the kind of guitar thing at the end is so fucking good. Like the Wayne's World moment. Yeah. Like that is iconic, whether in the yeah. back of the car, that is just, yeah. So I was doing a little bit of reading on the uh, studio process because I think it was one of the ones they recorded at Rockfield. It was, and it was yeah. one of the first ones that they brought in automation on. All so right. consequently, the sound, uh, automation, flying faders, the board controlling itself. So as the song goes through, the board is moving into time of what the band have programmed it to do. So consequently, the sound gets louder and louder. And as the band were explaining, if you listen to some of the vocals at the end of the operatic bit, they're distorted as fuck. So when it gets to the rock bit, it flows. And I had to listen to that today and it's dead right. I've never noticed it, but the vocals are hugely distorted at the end of that operatic bit, but it works so well, so well. I need to go back and not listen to a remaster. I need to listen to the original. That would be a good idea. Um, I'm keeping, boys, obviously. Oh, we, don't, we don't even need to. Is this even a discussion? I don't think it I've is. Already, Cri- I've already gone, mate. Smug face. Craig's, Craig's Smug face already gone. <laughs> he's, he's left the door open. Bohemian Rhapsody's walked through and he's I... t- off. He's not doing that. He's tossing <laughs> himself <laughs> in and off. Lord. Yeah. Injaculation. <laughs> is that what's happening? <laughs> he's injaculated Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> we're, back at, we're, back, oh. we're back at Boys Only No Eggs here. <laughs> Yeah, I would let two Beatles in for a Bohemian Rhapsody. Fantastic. So, yeah. Very happy days. Lovely stuff. Um, Good start, boys. Shall we move on? I think it'd be rude not to. Let's do it. It's Patreon. It's Patreon. It's Patreon. Liam, or Liam, Liam, what's on Patreon? <laughs> Got a bit weirdly, Roy Chubby Brown, but fine. Would you like to know what's on Patreon, Greg? <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> you slag. Um, so, what have we got up at the moment? So, we're throwing up loads of random outtakes from the whiffle that we spoke that's far too chaotic, inappropriate, or well, um, National Socialist to put on <laughs> the main pod. Um, what else is up there? We've got, we've got. well, I'll tell you what, for our silver anniversary, so a 25th pod, and we're going to throw up one of our original test episodes that no one was ever meant to hear as a little celebratory yep, thing. So if you, want to, if you want to pay us not to hear that car crash, feel free. <laughs> People can also get, like, actually, like, you know, other stuff as well. So they can name the machine. The most important thing, which we haven't mentioned, Craig's is picture with Orson. Craig's picture with Orson. Of course, yeah. Which is which has now been seen by you boys, and what a beautiful picture! That, what a beautiful man I was twenty years ago. <laughs> but yeah, if you join Patreon, you can help us name the machine for the week. You can vote for your favourite ones. You can put your ideas in for that. You can chat to us. You can look at the whiffle that we spoke, and you can help support us keep the podcast alive and kicking. Um, that does for an advert, right? Let's let's move on and actually do the show now, boys. Back to the party, yeah. It's Patreon. So, my first number one, gentlemen, is unique number one, 915. Let's see if we've got any additional facts. 
It's been no kiss. Yeah! Oh, it's a debut. <laughs> we have a new sting after what episode number is this? 18? We are 18, yeah. By episode 18, we've finally come up with something for a charity sting, and that is, of course, the honk heard around the world from Simon Le Bonbon at Live Aid doing View to a Kill. Yes, it certainly yes. is. Yes. Um, let's just hear that one more time. No kiss. Oh, Lovely. It gets better with age. I might just do. I just do <laughs> the need. Um, but yeah, so this is a one-week wonder, and it was a charity single. So let's find out some facts. The charity in hand, or the charity at hand, the charity we're referencing here, is uh, children in need. And oh, Craig, was, yeah. what date? We haven't got a date yet. Let's Come see on, if Craig let's have can do this one. So it's the first of December, because I can do twelve, two thousand and one. Children in Need single. I can give you additional clues if you'd like one, Craig. I'll take another one. Let's go. And this was this band's final single to get to number one. I think I think I might have it. 2001. Boyzone. Not Boyzone. Would you like to hear? Or do you want to jump in? Let's do it. Okay. Well, Boyzone was comic relief, so it's definitely not that. Cheers for the slap. (laughs) All right. Let's let's find out. It's not hearsay. Though you think it's over, knowing there's so much. No, none of us have an idea. Atomic Kitten? No. Sex Club 7? It is Sex Club 7. The Sclub. With their classic. Finally found what I was looking for. (laughs) I'll be honest with you, I feel 2001 (laughs) is a bit early. I felt they they kind of rolled into the new millennium a bit further. No, this is their decline on number one. They had a couple of singles after it, but none that actually got someone. You'll know the chorus as well. They went out with a. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Edit point. Well, um, never forget. Matt carries on with some terrorism jokes. Uh, <laughs> I'll pull us back to the main narrative. Um, this is um, what the young people, I believe, would call a Kathy Dennis joint. Um, <gasps> you're right, Matt. Not a Max Martin production. <laughs> you're right, Matt. I love Kathy Dennis. She's great. <laughs> oh, hugely underrated. Um, I didn't realise quite how much she'd written, actually. But they were joined by Sclub Juniors on their TV appearance, if that helps sway you in any way. S Club Junior, soon to be known as S Club 10, soon to be known as S Club 8, soon to be known as working at Asda. <laughs> S Club Asda. <laughs> so, it's rubbish though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's absolute shite. Um, <laughs> but I, I was... feel we need to burn, pop, pop that bubble. Yeah, so it's not a good tune. It's it's exactly what you imagine. Like we had that um, cool. Was it Emma Bunton or something the other week? Yeah, no, it was Jer- Jerry Halliwell. No, no. It up, prior but... to Jerry doing that, that cover of Boogie Nights, we had um, an Emma Bunton tune that was actually quite good. It sounded um, uh, Mel C ish. It was it was all right, but this is not strong. 
um, when it comes to 90s, noughties girl groups. Or groups. The other thing I've been trying to find out is how many iterations there have been of Sklub. Oh, no. Well, it's still ongoing, isn't it? I remember Liam doing this on the long pod for (laughs) Sugar Babes. Yeah, the ship of Theseus that is Sugar Babes. I got a fucking nosebleed, so I need to prep myself (laughs) here. Well, I've I've been only been able to find a couple. So there was an S Club All Stars. That's the current S Club yeah. Three, S Club Seven, current run. S Club mm-hmm. Eight, and I think there was an S Club Five at one point. There was, a, I thought there was an S Club Ten. S Club Ten. Although I could be wrong. And there's going to be like an S Club Pie eventually, if Joe. Well, they've just on. reformed again, aren't they? So. <laughs> I think that one was worse than any of mine. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> but I, I'm tempted to leave that in. Because <laughs> I just don't I don't I don't think half the listeners will get that. That's the only reason why I wanna I wanna leave it in. Um shall we move on in the interest of, I'm not I'm not even gonna ask where we are in the kitchen of distinction. Um shall we crack on chaps? Yeah. Cool stuff. Go for it. Okie dokes. So second one is unique number one, two hundred and twenty. It was um, this artist's second number one signal after a really great first number one. Um, let's find out if Fiona Apple MacBook Pro Retina screen has any additional information. It's been oh, another one week wonder. Um, it was number one on the 21st of July, which is seven, I know that. 1966, so not too far off your Beatles tune, Matt. No, it isn't, is it? No. Bloody hell. That is bass. Gotta go. I hope you're ready, guys. Take a look outside. Don't mind the weather, girl. Bap. Georgie oh. Fame and the Blue Flames. Oh, Georgie Fame and the Blue Flames. Yeah, following on from Yeah Yeah, which is a great tune. Mm. Absolutely banging. Um, but not so much. It's almost like Little Green Bag, but nowhere near that cool. <laughs> I don't know. S Club are in danger of sneaking into the Pantheon at the moment. Oh, for you, really? I mean, it's, it, yeah, they're, they're in a, they're, there's, a, there's a hint of danger that we might let that pop in. I mean, it's I all think, I'm, I'm not going as far as Craig here, but I think, I'll, you know, it's all right, huh? Nice little bit yeah. of uh, 60s, 60s pat pop. And those horns were so aggressive. <laughs> Needlessly so. So aggressive. <laughs> um, I suppose then, Craig, do you want to like, lay out your thesis? Not really. I think it's fairly self-explanatory. It's a nice jaunty pop song with heavy bass and a blast of horns. I mean, Fair. It, will, it, 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 it will all balance on the next one. But I mean, if we're in the kitchen of distinction... I'm safely sort of within reach of the fridge. Do you know what? Let's actually, you're right, Craig, because the, the S Club 7 one was just poor, wasn't it? You know? Yeah. And, and like, I love one... Kathy Dennis, and I think she's an incredible songwriter, yeah. but it's not yeah. a strong moment for her. Yeah. So, say if S Club, if we, we do minus and plus here, if S Club 7 was like minus three, then this, I reckon, is three. S Club 4. To take, to take us back to Big Fat Zero. So, you know. So, he's squatting on the kitchen what... counter again. Let's see. <laughs> Right, let's see what our final one of the three is. 
So, here we go. This is unique That's number so one. Upsetting. 1,234. One, two, three, four. Oh. One, two, three, four. And let's find out some additional facts. Fizz. Fizz. <laughs> I was like, what do you call Fizz? Fee. Fee. Surely it's Fee. No Fizz. I'm sticking with Fizz now. Oh, Fizzbox. What you got, bitch? It's been... Another oh, one-weeker. All one-week wonders. Um, on the 13th of July uh, 2013. And that's all Oof. I got for you. Um, let's dive in. What's going on? No, I turned wrong. Left your heart torn. That my devil stole. Took his soul off. Oh, that was. Yeah, it's Love Me Again by John Newman. I like this song. I'm. I will. Well, unfortunately, I've taken a long three pointer shot from the fridge all the way to the bin with that one, and it's all dropping straight in. Oh, no. <laughs> I, well. <laughs> Do you want me? Do you want me to tell you what I think now? Yeah, hit me. Yeah, it's fine. I'd keep them. Gosh. The only reason I burst out laughing is, I what kind of delivery was that at the beginning? It's a lot, isn't it? That isn't first. It? Do 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 you mind just playing it again so we can just dwell on that that diction? Can we just hear that again? Let's I want everyone just to focus on the diction of uh, this master lyricist. This got nominated for an Ivan Novello. He's chewing a bollock here, mate. No, I turned wrong. Left your heart torn. Is that what devils do? Do. Devils do. Do. Affected much? Chorus is great, though. So, oh. I, I'm, so, my issue here is. I worry that we throw away far too many modern songs, but so much modern pop is fairly naff. And this is one I that mean, I think it's, is it's in the title, it's throwaway. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's throwaway. It's meant to be in the bin. Mm, but it's pop music, so like pop yeah, music is, is meant know. to be disposable. I've just got to put old, the old Old man rants at the moon again, I know. <laughs> I, I think, I think the, the, that didn't have... Uh, a jarring reaction. Some some of the the modern pop stuff because because some of the modern pop stuff is written so cynically, it is easy to dismiss. Yeah. So when you get something that is decent, like when we got uh, Rihanna and what's his fucking name? We're not Calvin Harris. Whoever the Rihanna song. Hey, we, we, no, Gretta. it was Gretta. Yeah, it was Gretta, yeah. Yeah, that was fucking great. Now, yeah. if we were to talk about that in isolation, I'd be like, yeah, fine. But because we're going through every single number one, it was peppy it was good it dragged you along it has a monster chorus and this although doesn't hit those heights this is fine i would keep this on the radio is this as good as s club is bad oh if i'm being honest perhaps right okay okay let me quickly do that maths again s club was minus three um the george georgie flame and the blue flames was plus three this is probably a two so it's it's um you know it's fence. We're on low numbers, I, aren't we? Oh God, we're on low numbers. And to say that I'm keeping and say I couldn't even call it a soft keep, it's like a falling into the keep section. Craig, counter. No, it's far too far too 
that's far too much of a meh. It's not offended me enough, so I'm going to keep it. <laughs> yeah, which is my my problem a bit. It's a massive bronze medal. It's a yeah. These are fine, but you it's liked not you. Good. No, you like that middle. Yeah, song. that middle. That middle one's fine, but I so mean, if it's, this last it's, song it, hasn't offended the... you, then the, it's almost like one and three haven't existed. You've you've just yes. spat in the face of Georgie Fame. You uh, you're right, I have flame. indeed. I have put out his blue flame, and we'll catch him on the next go round. But unfortunately, he's in the middle of a fucking shit sandwich here, and. Right. It's that Not even you. a shit sandwich, there's just no bread. <laughs> it's just shit. It's a shit. <laughs> um, so, Craig's on bin, Matt's on keep. I'm agreeing with Craig. Like, I, I don't think it's... It's just so... Yeah, it's mediocrity, that list. Shall we dive in? Pick a random number two. Old Fizzbox, let's see what you got. Thinking of a vegetable and some form of <laughs> some form of royal dwelling. <laughs> it's a carrot mansion. Oh god! So this is um, proper a palace. <laughs> Sorry, I'll shut up. Proper education by Eric Prids and Pink Floyd. Prids is in. Um, yeah. <laughs> We've managed to sneak in some sneak in some Pink Floyd. Is that a good thing? Well, yeah, I think Floyd, but the yeah. only Floyd that got to number one was, oh, yeah, this. <laughs> <laughs> but the original version, without Prince, sons Prince. Um, so there you go. That's, that's not a good moment for us, that one, is it really, lads? Love you guys. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Well, let's stop making twats of ourselves and hand you over to Craig. <laughs> Well, here we go. My first number one of the week is number one, number 619. That's 619. This was number one for three weeks on the 29th of October in the year of our Lord, 1988. Uh, Fiona Apple, it would be criminal for you not to give us any salient facts. (laughs) Nothing. Nada. Zip. Well, uh. I think this song speaks for itself, so... As they so often do, I can't wait. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) (laughs) And you're Simon a month. (laughs) This is, of course, Orinoco Flow by Enya. Yeah, Uh, D50, great keyboard. As I found out this time... Love it, love it, Liam. Love it, mate. <laughs> Lost out the best New Age Grammy Award that year to fucking Peter Gabriel. 
what the fuck was going on that year that Enya's biggest new age track of all time <laughs> lost out the best fucking new age fucking I've Grammy this, to I've Peter Gabriel? Of, of Enya like this and the Grammy's going, <laughs> got this in the box, got this in the box. Yeah. And then Gabriel gets back and she's like... <laughs> <laughs> fucking sledgehammered. <laughs> what was, just out of interest, what was the Gabriel that took the... the Crown, do we know? It, it's gonna be. It was. It was the world. sound. It's. It was the soundtrack to the Last Temptation of Christ. Jesus. Wow. Indeed. Wow. What a poor year. Fucking screwed royally. There was Enya. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I think of this because I spent. I spent quite it's a lot. It's no of clan my... ad. <laughs> Right, controversial. Can I put a, an asterisk here that I don't think that sentence will be said once more <laughs> in this podcast in the, in the next year oh, and a half of this didn't, podcast? Didn't um, Harry's Game get to number one? When someone else starts talking, I'll consult uh, my memory. <laughs> tell, tell, me, tell me about your Orinoco flow, Craig. Uh, it's fine. Oh, I mean, come on, this is fucking just the most iconic of iconics. There's no way that I would not keep this. But I'm not going to go on one because that would be foolish. Because you know what's coming. But this, I Indeed, that would uh, spoil the fun. <laughs> but yes, yeah. this is as close to going on one as you could get, really. I've just had a good think and Harry's game got to, number. I think, number five in the UK charts and number that, two, two right. in the Irish charts. Great tune, that Harry's game. You know... You never know, we might do a podcast at the end of all these podcasts of just one episode where we each get to choose, say, like three songs that we believe should join the Pantheon. Just that apropos of nothing. That might be an idea. Anyway, so you, you're a big fan of this, Craig, but you're not going to go on yep. one on this. Liam, your no. views on Orinoco, The Flow? Absolutely love it. Oh, great. Great. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's, ab- let's be honest. Real talk, boys. It's, sh- it's shite. <laughs> But oh yeah, it's but. awesome. <laughs> In the same way why, that like, why is it shite though? Because what 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 is an Orinoco flow? But uh, Orinoco was the stu- It was the studio that she recorded in next to the Orinoco River, oh. uh, and it has a smooth flow. So it is the Orinoco flow. Grim. I mean, to be fair, I'm more surprised at this actual lyrics because I just thought it was a midi. It's Vic Reeves, does Enya. <laughs> right, shall we move on? It was Rob Dickens. Sorry, I've just I've just scooted scoot through the lyrics. So basically, it's a list. It's a list of eastern places, as I'm sure you've realised. And with the, the sail, capital sail of Rob away, Dickens, is sail that away. What? And then here is his. Um, I want to say I know this. I'm sure. Verse three: We can stay, we can near with Rob Dickens at the wheel. Is producer? The, uh, I think I know this. Is the producer? He produced. Yeah. He was the one that sort of channeled that sound and made that album. So I'm fairly certain he was the producer of the album. We can sigh, say goodbye, Ross and his dependency. Probably the mixer. Fucking yeah. serious. Well, what's his what's Ross's dependency? This right. we uh, this is a, a Patreon deep. We're gonna do a Patreon deep dive into the lyrics of our right, flow. flow. Yeah. So, but but for the there moment, let's let's move off the flow. I think uh, we're in relatively safe waters. 
Oh, wait for the wave. My second number one of this week is number one, number 710. And if I give you any more information about this... <laughs> okay, now she's back. Orinoco she's... flow right back in. <laughs> that was almost in celebration. Or is that a premonition, Craig? Is she trying to warn what, us? She could well be. Uh, Rob to give you any more information of this, other than it was a num- it was a number one on the fourth of June, nineteen ninety four. Uh, Fiona Apple, anything for me? No, but. Uh, yeah, I can't tell you how long this was number one for, so press play. Oh, God, no. What year? What year? 94, it's the big one. 1994? It's the big one. I'm getting a beer. Play it. I'm getting a beer. <laughs> This is, of course, Wet Wet Wet's 15-week run at number one in 1994. The joint joint second most weeks at number one with Drake's One Dance also having 15 weeks at number one. We'll get to the most one at some point, I'm sure. Uh, Of course, a Trogs cover. Uh, Another fun little fact about it... Uh, Obviously from Four Weddings and Funeral, and Richard Curtis offered them three tracks as the possible song to record for the film. There was this. There was a cover of I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor, and uh, Can't Smile Without You by Baz Maz. So you can only imagine what could have been had they chose one of those two instead of this one. I'm going to say both of those would have been a better choice. I need to go back and, and play it again. So... I everyone knows the song. It's one of the most famous songs in the world ever. I don't because think I've ever heard how it starts. Just the most ridiculously like verbose, like guitar rocky opening. Did you have this... you have you got a picture of Wet 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 from nineteen ninety four, Liam, and the way that they dress? They've gone down this weird proto nineteen sixties. Kind of the, yeah, it was all, all like wearing, long suit jackets, suits, was it? And loose yeah. matching suits. And yeah. Hello's got long hair. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, have we covered the fact? Because in a previous episode, Craig, I said that it had done its 16th week and then they they cancelled. They, they, they pulled uh, it. Yeah. They pulled it. But they pulled it. Of course, I was wrong. They pulled it on the 15th week. So they didn't join Brian Adams yeah. as, as the longest seller of all time. So I'm glad we've underlined that mistake well, from me. Um, uh, it, pop song, but probably one of the biggest cultural touchstones in music of the last 50 years. Oh, God. This is a tough one because you've, you've fallen down the other side of this in the past, Craig. You've kind of fallen down and said, oh, are we actually reviewing the songs or is it about like the cultural stuff? But like sometimes this stuff is sort of... You've got to you've got to find a middle ground, and this is one of this is one of those I think where no you you haven't got to find a middle ground. You just got to do what we always do and be completely contrarian. Make <laughs> one real one minute and then ignore it the next. I love that. Um, I <laughs> despise this song beyond belief just because I remember that yeah. summer so much, and it was weird because let's just focus on the fact that the band pulled their own single. The band got to the point where they hated it as much as we did. But yet, who were these people still buying this thing? You know what I mean? <clears throat> I'm not saying it should go, though. Can we move on? So, yeah. 
Yeah, we've got to go back. Yeah, let's just breeze past Marty Pello and Gang. We've we've had Bo Rap. God, and yeah. love is all around. Uh, we're, we're in the same episode. This is a big episode. It is girthy. Uh, how are we feeling though going into the final choice? Um, I know. Uh, unless this is something particularly. In, uh, in, yeah. Unless this is something particularly awful, I think I know what I'm doing. Okay. Wonderful. Right. Well. On that note, Matthew, you got any any thoughts? Um, I probably it, it could still probably go either way with me, but because I'm out of the three of us, I'm think I'm the one who would always go for historical over musical. I'd be mm-hmm. more inclined to keep, but yeah. you know, let's see what your third one is. I'm braced. Let's see then. So my third number one is number one, number eighty one. This was <laughs> this was number one for three weeks 59. from the thirtieth of January, nineteen fifty nine. You're correct, nice. Matthew. Uh, Fiona Apple for the last time this week. Is there any other facts about this? Aye, 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 aye. It's a double A side. So late late fifties. Any ideas? Shall we just see what it is, boys? Right, I'm going to see what your reactions are to this, guys. This will be my judge, right? Here we go. One night with you is what I'm afraid. Are we on the pelvis? This is Elvis Presley yet again with One Night Flips with I Got Stung. The only thing I have in my notes is I Got Stung is better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I got stung. <laughs> no, me neither, until I heard it in prep for this part. And it's a much more upbeat song than fucking It's Now or Never Give It To Me, Delicious Ice Cream From Italy, which is all I hear when I hear One Night. <laughs> <laughs> one Night in Heaven. I'm keeping. Oh. Matt? Come on, it's Orinoco Flow, which is banging. It's a really big whoa, moment whoa, whoa. in pop history. That's, that's just, just, I was literally just about to say keep, but now I'm thinking otherwise. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Explain, <laughs> explain to me. So, right, what you don't get, Matt, is that we're talking about <laughs> pop music right now. <laughs> I feel seen. Of course, I'm, keep, I'm keeping. I'm keeping. Yeah, and, and it's a triple keep, I'm afraid. Yeah, of course oh it is. Oh, my gosh. Who would, who would have thought wet, wet, wet would result in a triple keep? When we started this, I thought, oh, if there's an Insta binner coming, it's that moment. <sighs> Stockholm Syndrome, guys. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> well, that is the end of this week's shebang, boys. Let's do a wrap-up. Right, well, they were our choices. I think it was all very easy this week. It all seemed to flow very, very easy this week. But what did you think? Are you so anti-wet-wet-wet and that song you would have instantly chucked it in the bin? Why not let us know on our social medias? You can find us at Twitter at ENOE Podcast. You can find us on the Facebook by searching for us at Any Free Number One Ever or ENOE Podcast. Uh, 
other places are available, I'm guessing, uh, that I'd like to buy. How about Patreon, Greg? Well, I'll get to pay. Patreon's always last, that's fine. Go to the website, that's there as well. I'm guessing that's where we host everything, so we've got to have that there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you spell it however you want, everynumberoneever.com. <laughs> yeah, everynumberoneever.com, spell it how you want. Uh, yeah, uh, and the Patreon, obviously, that we mentioned earlier in the pod, if they want to throw a few shekels our way. It would be much appreciated, and there is all sorts of crazy nonsense on there for you to enjoy. Boys, how do we get on this week? Um, so, let's wrap up our choices for the week. We'll have... Well, Matt began with I'll Never Find Another You by... Best song. The best Seekers. song of the week. Yeah, definitely the best song of the week. Everything else pales in comparison, particularly... <laughs> Paperback Writer by The Beatless and Quenge's Bow Rap. All of those, of course, were thrown into the fire. No, um, we're in the Pantheon Forever because it's fucking Bow Rap today. Come on. Um, less Lucky, Joe Bradley. Uh, Cucumber Castle, Tina, here we go. <laughs> let me see if I can do this. Joe Bradley, Tina, John. Tick. Um. Patrick, Simon, yes, Alvin, Theodore, <laughs> Margaret, John, Tony, David. Raphael, Donatello. Yeah. Um, the Sclub Seven with Have You Ever? No, I haven't. Thank you, Kathy Dennis. Um, Georgie Fame's failed follow-up to Yeah Yeah with Get Away. And um, again by... John Newman have been cast into the flames. In their place stands a burnt-out wreck of a Skoda from 1947. It might as well be a Trabant because it is Eric Prids and... (laughs) (laughs) Eric Prids and um, Pink Floyd doing the only Pink Floyd song that got to number one, but worse. And we finish up with Enya's... Orinoco flow, wet, cubed, with lovers <laughs> all around sorry. from four weddings and a f, according to uh, Spotify, and Elvis Presley's Uno Noche that made it into the pantheon. And that is our Dross du Jour. Interesting week, big week, some big numbers come there today with bow wrap and yeah. wet cubes. Uh, love is all around. Wet cube, I love wet, wet cube. <laughs> wet cubed, Best uh, love is all around. <laughs> um, which you would think would be what either one of those would be our playout track of the week, but it won't be. But as I say goodbye to Craig, thank you so much, Craig. Lovely to see you. Yep, likewise, goodbye. See you soon, Liam. Enjoy yourself, but not too much. Bye-bye, my love. And the song that got a reaction, I don't think I was expecting you or you at home were expecting, uh, but we all really got on with is we're going to play out with our track of the week and yours. This is Enya's Orinoco Flow, (laughs) and we will see you next week on Every Number One Ever. Bye-bye. Bye. Brush your teeth. Brush your teeth.